again. It's Patsy Beers. I'm executive producer of Scandal. You remember me. I was here last time. And this is <laughs> Scandal Revealed, official podcast for our fabulous television programming Scandal. And today we are incredibly lucky. And if you guys tweet, you'll know what's coming up because we have a return guest, one of my favorite human beings in the world, actress extraordinaire, Gorgeous of gorgeousness, the beautiful, lovely, talented, and very white-teethed Katie Lowe's. Really? Just say, oh, I'm appreciating Very white-teethed. They're sparkly and white. I and haven't even whiten them, but I do floss twice a day. She does floss. And can I say her <laughs> dental hygiene is clearly excellent. I take the dentist seriously. And um, Katie, per our uh, tradition, is wearing the most phenomenal outfit, I've got to say. I complimented on her when she came in. She looks gorgeous and relaxed with a slouchy scarf, which is striped. She's wearing a great pair of gray, sort of tight sweatpants, which are gorgeous. <laughs> They're the, definitely my fancier sweatpants. So she, she definitely, she classed way up on the sweatpants <laughs> level. And our other phenomenal guests who we're incredibly excited about, and Woo-hoo! we re- really hope this is one of many, because we have so many questions to ask her. So many. Costumer extraordinaire for Scandal and about a thousand other shows, the extraordinary Lynn Paolo. Hello, everybody. Hello, Lovely Lynn Paolo. to see you all. And Lynn Paolo is wearing some Beautiful. phenomenal, great black short boots, sort of biker height. Yeah. She's wearing these Biking. great leggings, which I love. Lululemon. Lululemon. <laughs> we're talking a lot about clothes today because we're going to be talking about clothes. clothes. Yeah. Yes. And of course, traditionally, because it is raining out here in Los Angeles, I am wearing waders and a yellow slicker. <laughs> and my miner's cap is back from the cleaner, so we're all good. Okay, so Lynn Paolo, first of all, we have Katie Lowe's here, who of course plays Quinn. When you first, we first started talking about Quinn, can you talk a little bit about sort of some of the conversations that we all had. Because Shonda and you and I remember sitting down and talking originally, and Shonda had very clear ideas as to who each person was. Yeah, we went through each character specifically. And um, when I met Katie for the first time, everything just clicked instantly. It was magical. Because you're a genius. No, it was magical. (laughs) I just stand there. Because we both had the same ideas about Quinn, didn't we? We We both, although we didn't know back then who she was, which threw us both for a loop a little bit, didn't it, about the clothes? Because we were sort of like on one track, and then all of a sudden we were like, Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. did we do the right Quinn Perkins, no, she's Lindsay Dwyer. Well, one of the really interesting things about that was how you guys developed different styles for Quinn Perkins and Lindsay Dwyer, because this is something we don't talk very much about, I think, is with the flashbacks, and we're going to have more of a conversation mm-hmm. about that, Lynn decided and developed with Shonda and the actors an entirely different wardrobe and look, both to indicate and clue you to time period when we're in flashbacks, but also in the case of Quinn, which is the most interesting to me because you were an entirely different person when you were Lindsay Dwyer. No, yeah, Lindsay Dwyer, she's like, uh, like law student, happy, like the world is her oyster, anything is possible with a great boyfriend, the, the world is... Just how she's mapping it out to be. She passed, you know, she's just trying to pass the bar. She's she wants to be engaged to Jesse Tyler. You know, she's living in Northern California. And of course, you guys all watched the huge reveal of exactly what happened to Jesse Tyler and the entire setup. That's and right. how indeed Quinn Perkins was set up. That's right. I like to call this episode the clip show episode, strangely <laughs> enough, because. In this episode, you learn every single thing you need to know about everybody. Everybody. 
in, in the like past a clip. Yes, and it flashes here, there, and everywhere. But I think when we were doing wardrobe stuff, I, we were taking into account like Northern California, yeah. like a student, we it sort of more casual, chic, oh. as opposed to playing the rules of DC. Yeah, and then Quinn is, you know, she's playing a role. She isn't Quinn, and that was why her clothes were a little sort of more severe yeah. and tighter and more actually more traditional than anybody else on the more show. More traditional more than DC anybody else on the show. Yeah, I'm a character. Quinn wears the knee-length skirts that are appropriate in length. Mm -hmm. She has the button-downs, you know, yeah, it was very... And I think that for Lynn, that was so... You know, Lynn Paolo, who until, I don't know if any of you guys know, but she's British and I'm she speaks British. beautifully and she's so lovely. <laughs> she, she, she actually makes... Paddington Bear, aren't I? Yes. <laughs> what I, I, I think that Lynn dressed West Wing. She was the I designer did. on West Wing. And I really feel like that... I think Quinn is the most sort of DC appropriate, whereas absolutely. Abby and Olivia are really sort of breaking the rules and they get to like, you know. And we were just sort of lucky in that regard because we really didn't know where Shonda was going with the character in any way. And so we made this significant choice, which then later on worked beautifully because when you leave that hotel room, yes. you're a completely different person. And yes. we just happened to be, phew. phew. Lucky Phew, we, we kind of got it right. I mean, <laughs> I really. And sheer luck, actually. And it's, it's changing again. Yeah. I mean, to, for people to get excited, I, I think that um, one of the questions on here, I think, is like if actors collaborate with you, with Lynn, and we do. It's like a constant. It's a bit of a love fest, though, isn't it, in it, the fitting room? Oh, it is. And by the way, thanks to um, Scandalmonium for asking that question. One of the things I think which is really notable about the way you guys all work is it really does feel incredibly collaborative oh, on this show. Unreal. And one of the things also I always noted about Quinn in the first few episodes, and I think it's really important to note in the pilot, for all you guys who really pay attention to this stuff, one of the first things they say to Quinn is too much cleavage. So Quinn is, Quinn is clearly not comfortable with who she is, what she's wearing, and what I always sort of love about the way Quinn's dressed is Quinn looks a little tiny bit like she wants to get out, get out of the clothes, <laughs> yeah. and there's always something slightly wrinkled, something a little disheveled about it because you can tell, and as she's gotten better at her job, she's gotten less gotten disheveled, little, you yeah. guys. So just noting, I remember- So we, true. Right? Absolutely. Oh, and scandal fun fact, this is crazy. So I think originally in the pilot before I was cast, it wasn't too much cleavage. It was the too skirt is short, too, too short. short. The skirt is yeah. too short. Yeah. And I booked the part and I call Lynn Paolo and I'm like, between you and I, I hate my legs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, absolutely, ladies out there, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I just can't, I don't got gams. I don't. There are women Your who legs do. Are, and Your legs are phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate that. But really, you know, everyone has their thing. I just, so Lynn and I were talking about, I wonder if it would have the same effect if it was more of a cleavage thing. And since that day, I have been in bigger stuffed bras because of that line and Quinn Perkins just happens to be more well endowed than Katie Lowe's. Well, so. You know what? It works on you, Katie. It's all good. It, it totally It works. evens out the bottom half is what it does. <laughs> but that was great because that's collaborative and then Shonda was so open to that. You know, another thing I think that I'm obsessed with, which is not the thing most people talk about in terms mm -hmm. of the costumes, honestly, but I'm just going to say in my own life, I started doing something at home over the holidays that oh no. What? I, I started not bad. 
It's not bad, ladies. Just keep your shorts on Scandal here. Scandal fun facts. Here we Scandal go. Fun what facts. does Betsy do at home? Yeah. At home, besides eat, copiously, and pass out. Yes. Um, I started wearing pajama bottoms and a t-shirt with a big cozy sweater. Isn't it fantastic? Okay, so this it is, is the co- most comfy this is, thing this ever. This is the thing I'm just going to say is every time I see her at home, and even this last episode, oh, that's right. this oh, yeah. woman is depressed. She's passed out. She can't move. <laughs> Damn, she looks good. She does it in an elegant way. She does it in the most elegant yeah, way. And absolutely. I want me some of those silk pajamas, too. Oh, me too. But also, Quinn Perkins at home, or depressed, or locked in Olivia Pope's, totally identified. That's me. Those flannel pajamas <laughs> and the t-shirt and the... I am going to burn my bathrobe. That's burn it. Thanks to Lynn Paolo, because Thank I you. feel like... Yes. And Cashmere like, sweaters and cardigans are the way to go. They're so comfy they're cozy. They're so comfy cozy, and I feel like in a lot of ways... You've changed the way we think about leisure wear. Oh, I love you, Betsy. Right? I mean, don't you? No, the leisure wear is amazing. Because people talk about the suits a lot, but I feel like people in repose, everything from Shonda's traditional trademark Dartmouth sweatshirt, which we have in every show. That's what Josh wore in the pilot? Yes. Yes, and he actually just wore it in the last episode. I had no idea. And, of course, um, Shonda's a fan of Dartmouth, as we all know. As we all know this. So just can't get enough Dartmouth. Dartmouth usually makes its way into the shirt. He looks adorable in that sweatshirt. Josh Molina looks adorable in it. He does. He looks adorable in shower scenes. We have to say that, otherwise he'll beat us later. And the men, the Columbus short. Oh, Columbus. Yummy. His suits are like, we, like, are, how many, how many leads are on the show? Nine? His suit, his suit is number ten on the call sheet. That's what I'm trying well, to say. We, like, it is a whole being uh, unto, unto itself. itself. Well, and you know, it's funny when it's he amazing. was when he was on. I, we probably talked for ten minutes about how he is the most perfect gladiator he because really he is. wears his suit like armor. He does in the it's most amazing pristine. way, and it's always pristine yeah. and it always looks like you can't get through it. No, you can't. And when you see him. If anything, if his tie's out of place, you know that he's thrown. And that he's thrown is a off. great, I had no idea. And so that I works watched, so great I with Quinn TV constantly being a like this freaking, it, like the, her armor is not no, there no, yet. No. <laughs> One of the things that there's somebody, um, Fitz Fanatic out there, okay. who asks, like Liv is a bold and powerful woman, and you get asked this a lot, but why does she choose such a muted palette? Because she's a bold and powerful woman. She there can pick go. anything she wants. And why not go against the grain? Everybody else would pick bright red, as they do in Washington, or another color. But Olivia Pope doesn't need to do that, I don't think. She's pretty confident. Yeah, she's, she's got a heck of a lot of confidence, Why that carry lady. a big stick? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. you know, I think the elegance of or walking into a stick. room <laughs> in white is just, then you're the center of the world. But, oh, my gosh, the inauguration, watching it. I know. How many people were rocking Olivia Pope style? I couldn't believe it. I, know. I was like totally blown away every single time. And who knows if they're actually thinking that, but every single time I saw anyone in DC wearing like these creams and these muted whites, I'm like, you are Olivia Poping your life right now. Like, it's just great. <laughs> it was it's phenomenal, so wasn't it? I loved it. I yeah. loved the whole thing. It was just great to watch. Now, Julia on TV also, do you have somebody who you think is as, as this is put the funnest character to dress on Scandal. Yikes. I love Columbus's clothes. I love Harrison just because there's so many different colors and textures, oh, and that's textures great and to prints. do. Mm. But then I love Darby because it's so eclectic. And I mean, I like everybody. I have to say, I kind of like dressing Huck. Oh. Because mm. he's such a dark character and so damaged that 
there's an extra bit, a little bit of love that goes into putting his clothes together. Do you know what? And I, I do remember actually from the pilot and conversation. Strangely enough, he was one of the hardest ones. He was one of the most difficult characters. to actually find because you didn't want to be nerdy CIA, tech guy, guy. Yeah. hacker. Exactly. And we, I remember yeah. going through yeah. sort of a series, going through a T-shirt phase with him that was. Yeah. We wanted to do, Endless. do you yeah, I wanted to do more graphic tees we that we were a bit more fashion forward. And some people were like, oh my gosh, no, it's a little too much. He, and we got notes saying, shouldn't he be in a button down? And we oh, were saying, no, no. he really shouldn't. Nee, we should no, really no. try and make him a bit more edgy than that, but in a sweet way. Sure. And I love the way his clothes are always a little bit too big for him. Too and big. A little and bit he, too rumpled and he sleeps in them. But you also, you, you managed to hit really early on this very subtle hint of ex-military. Exactly. Which yeah, was this whole touch. sort of subtext of ex-military yeah. going on, where he'd be wearing this Boots. sort of jacket that you think. Or that mil yeah, that, that, that kind of military coat. jacket. And these very, I always call them like eight-year-old boy t-shirts. I know. He has this really sweet, like, little t-shirts with a different color neck. And I love him. I, think, oh, I love him. I talk, that's the funny thing him. is I think we all. We all want to protect we him. We all want to protect him oh, and yeah. take care of him. It's unbelievable. He's a torturer, you know, like <laughs> he drills tortured? people open. And he gets towards himself, but we feel so much like we just love him. Like you just well, and you think about a good guy empathy. to have around too. He's our little <laughs> he's, right? handy fella. Handy fella to have around. He to knows how to use a drill. Yeah. Yeah. He could probably hang. He pictures. could hang some pictures for us. Exactly. That'd be fantastic. Exactly. Oh Let's gosh. get him over. Totally, totally <laughs> off purpose, which is phenomenally awesome. It's also I think. cool that his wardrobe. You can see that, like. I mean, because we, I don't think we knew in the beginning. Did we know that he was homeless? No, we didn't in the beginning. At some no. point? Um, we actually we, later wrote on a monologue, we mentioned it. The Shonda wrote oh, a monologue that he auditioned audition with that ended up oh. being utilized as part of his character in the show, in which I think Shonda had a very, very clear sense that he was, he didn't really have a place. Wow. So that, that was, that was, that was, that She's was a deep. Forget it. She's. She's, she's a bit pretty, of a rascal. Pretty she knew that. Dang, she's a bit of a rascal. Pretty Did dang he? clever. <laughs> she's clever. You know who we haven't talked about, actually? And Clumsy Habits, I believe, is the name. One of my favorite people to watch is Melly, oh, and how different oh Melly's look is than anybody else's on the show. And I've got to say, I'm obsessed with Melly's pop pearls. They're fantastic. Do you remember when you were, I was a little kid, and I would have these pearls that you would... I'm Pop sorry, the gentlemen together. who are listening to this podcast, I'm are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, soon yeah. I'm going to talk about sports and use metaphors <laughs> just to keep everyone interested. But the, the jewelry, Melly has this, she's the other person to me who uses clothes as a weapon. Absolutely. Doesn't she? I mean, I oh, yeah. feel that when I look at her. The, 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 the jewelry especially, and she changes her jewelry more than anybody I else does, I think she's right? also sort of more uniformic than anybody yeah. else on the show because this is her way of presenting this iconic oh. first lady to the world. I mean, she's Jackie O. And the pearls are part of that character. They've become part of that character. Oh. We talk about it in every fitting. We put on the dress and then we go, oh, it doesn't work yet. And then we throw on the pearls and all of a sudden we have it. But I also love what you've done in terms of the difference of the pearls. Like you switch things out in a way that the settings are so important. Like she'll wear these big chunky ones, but then when she's more vulnerable, everything when gets she's being delicate, smaller delicate, and sweet. Yeah. And exactly. Oh my when gosh. she's vulnerable, we, we reduce the size the way, of the pearl. By the way, her leisure wear, also very awesome. Wasn't that great? She got told that she was going to get a divorce that she didn't want. Yes. Put it on a heck of a lot of hand lotion and one of the prettiest of kimonos of I've ever seen. One of my other favorite moments, I don't know, there's so many favorite moments from last night that I can't even mention, but... 
I love the flashbacks with uh, your real life husband. <gasps> my real life husband. Who's adorable. Oh Who's my gosh. Such a sweetie. He and love you. He just loves you guys and had the best time ever. And I just want everyone to know out there that we hired him. Literally, he was the best actor for the job. Thank you. Like yeah, he came in. That means so much. He blew people out of the water. Other yeah. candidates were phenomenal too. <laughs> I'm sure, but we blew him out of the water. He really. And did. we were so excited. Oh, I just. I mean, never in our lives. My. We just got married like six months ago, and I think it's six months. I should know that, right? Whatever. Um, we've been together far longer than that. But anyway, he got the audition for the part, and it was just crazy. We were running the audition scenes the night before his audition, and I'm like Quinn, and he's Jesse Tyler. And so we're to like be playing so the part you actually weird. play when you yeah, read lines. Yeah, it was totally weird. <laughs> we're like in my living room running it, and. And then he auditioned, and there were a lot of heavy hitters in that room, you know. And, and um, you know, we were just, whatever happens, if it's meant to be, it's, you know, meant to be. It's always great to get in front of Shonda and whatever. And, and when he booked it, I swear he did a dance like a five-year-old child around our kitchen, screaming, freaking out. Because he's the hugest Scandal fan well, ever. I, I mean, should hope so. He, but, no, honestly, like a lot of people have said to me, look, like, you know, family members, like, even if you weren't on this show, I would watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he is a hardcore Scandal fan. He loves it. And so I think he was a little bit nervous when he came on set and actually was meeting everyone and not just coming to set to visit me, but coming on set to work. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I hope our on-screen chemistry is as good as our off-screen chemistry. (laughs) I was very happy with it, and working with him was a dream come true. We'd never worked together before. We had done plays together and scenes in class, but never anything like paying and sort of real. Now, 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 paying is good. And I can't tell you how much, e- I mean, it's just so awkward. I, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have talked about it on the podcast, but when you have, supposed to have a relationship with somebody that, it, you know, a history and a relationship, a sexual one with someone, and you're like meeting them for the first time when you're shooting, you're like, hey, you know, what's up? Where are you from? This is so freaking weird. Um, <laughs> but it was so awesome that it was my husband, and we're like, you know, we got to do these little, you know, kisses and these little romantic strolls when Lindsay Dwyer and Jesse Tyler were really happy. You like how their name rhymes. Um, um, and it was a dream come true. I couldn't. Oh, I loved it. Now, let me just ask you a question connected to that, because my memory was that we're trying to keep this a surprise for your family. Yeah, we were trying to keep it a surprise for the family. Did they find out? They did find out. I didn't tell anybody over the entire holiday. Because I was going to tell the Twitter world, don't tweet about this. Don't tweet this. this. What, what Katie, we were talking about is (laughs) after we shot the episode, we were going to try to keep it a surprise for his family and her family so that they would turn on the television and there would be their two beautiful bride and grooms. I think my mom, though, would have had an actual heart attack, though. She probably would have needed the doctors from Grey's Anatomy to come get her and take care of her. And Adam's parents, too. And it it ended up, we... um, got some press on it and I and and I sent them a quote and I thought it was going to come out way later and it ended up coming out that day which was like 2 weeks ago and it spread like wildfire. I started getting emails from cousins and aunts saying, dirty little secrets always come out, is what they said to me. And I'm like, oh crap, oh crap, they know, they know. And I just saw everybody over the holiday, and I've been lying to everybody's face. So, Sina, as you guys can tell, we had a ton of questions I'd love to ask her. In the upcoming episode, actually, one of my favorite outfits that Olivia Pope is in that looks more constraining and more buttoned up than some of the things, and it's in a key moment. There's some key moments in the next episode. There's some several, yes, indeed. There are many coming, going forward. There are going to be significant changes with Olivia. But she looks like she needs the support in the next episode. I I would agree. There's a jacket that she wears without actually giving anything away. 
Um, so I want you to watch for a couple of costumes in the next episode, which I'm going to tell you there is a couple, there are a couple of things that happen which are truly amazing and shocking and surprising. And one of the most memorable scenes you'll probably ever see between James and Cyrus. Think about it as you're watching next week's episode and you think about this week's episode. Think about the clothes. Um, think about the clothes. Oh, so it, it's been so great to talk to you guys. I'm so glad we could thank do this. You, and I Betsy. hope we get to do this again in the next Thank you, Linda. Thank you, episodes. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Gladiators. This is um, Scandal Revealed. Please watch Thursday nights, ABC, 10 o'clock. Follows a little show called Grey's Anatomy. Um, <laughs> It's at 9 o'clock, ABC. And I will be back next week with Dan Bukatinsky, who plays James and has also a wealth of other credits that we're going to discuss. This has been Scandal Revealed. I'm Betsy Beers. Honestly, it is an it amazing is. episode of television. Yes, yeah, yes. Yes, it is. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.